Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, friends. So before we launch to today's topic, I want to tell you about an upcoming free masterclass I'm hosting next week on the 20th and 22nd. So sorry if you're listening to this after the fact, but if you are not, if you're listening to it when this episode is released, I highly encourage you to register for this masterclass. This masterclass is entitled Three Overlooked Ways to Level Up in Your Assistant Role. And what I'm going to share during our hour together isn't your typical industry knowledge, and yet these things have revolutionized my career and my life. I cannot wait to share them with you. It's totally free, so please check out the link in the show notes to learn more and to register. Please feel free also to share the link with any friends that you may have that may want to level up in their role as well. If you've got a work bestie, share it with her or any other administrative professional you feel could benefit from this webinar. I am so excited about what I'm going to share because it's not often talked about. These things are not often talked about in our industry, and yet these things have been the key to my success as an assistant and the key to my success in having a happy, fulfilling life and career. So a couple of weeks ago during episode 19, the episode where I talked about dealing with life's curveballs and uncertainty, I briefly mentioned having your own back. On today's episode, I'm going to flush out what that looks like and why it's so important to have your own back. So in order to do this, I think it would be very helpful to get clear on what it looks like to have somebody else's back. (laughs) So when you have someone else's back, you are 100% for that person, meaning that you're all in on the relationship. You are 100% like pro that person. You're pro their happiness, you are for their success, you support their best and highest self, right? You want to encourage them, you want to help them grow, you want to make sure that they succeed, you genuinely have respect or love for that person, and so you're 100% for them, right? You're also super protective. When we have someone else's back, we are on the lookout for anybody who may have harm, harmful intentions for that person or maybe misguided intentions for that person. And we protect against that, right? Like that's a traditional meaning of having someone's back is that you back them up in case they in case they get backed into a corner by someone, in case someone's after them, in case someone tries to attack them. And there's a sense of solidarity there. So you're super, super protective of that person. So I'm a member of this group of EAs, EA advocates, and um, we all just kind of found one another uh, through one particular person. Um, and we just had Melissa Peoples, by the way, shout out to Melissa Peoples. She just kind of drew us all together and we have each other's backs. And I feel like I've met each one of these people in person. We are really good friends and colleagues and And so we have each other's backs. And so if anybody is ever attacked online, you better believe that somebody's going to speak up and come to their defense because they're, again, having someone's back means that you're protective of them. And 
I love this because they're all a part of my Facebook group and occasionally one of them will reach out to me and they'll be like, somebody posted something weird in your Facebook group. Do you want me to step in? Do I need to, do, can I help you in any way to address this? And I love it because I love that there's somebody else out there in, in our industry that has my back, right? And, I, and I've found solidarity with other EAs as well. We can be protective of one another as well. In former jobs, like I have, I had such solidarity with my fellow EAs and with my fellow administrative professionals because we got one another. We knew what it was like to work the EA position. And it's one of the things I love about us as EAs, like nobody understands what we do other than another admin or assistant, right? So I love this idea of being 100% for that person. And then also the idea of being protective. Like whenever we have someone's back, we are protective and we are 100% for that person. And the third and final thing is we aren't blind to their weaknesses. It's not like we are coming to their defense if they are out of line. We aren't blind to their weaknesses, right? You aren't blind to whoever you're 100% for. You aren't blind to their weaknesses and to the fact that they have weaknesses. We all have weaknesses. Now, I'm thinking about the example of this group of EA advocates that I'm a part of. And there have been a few times where people have pointed out my errors gently and from a place of love and respect. I pointed out other people's errors gently and from a place of love and respect. We aren't blind to one another's weaknesses, but we genuinely care about the person. We genuinely have total respect for them. So we don't make fun of them. We aren't super critical of them. We don't talk behind each other's backs. We point out errors gently and from a place of love and respect. So that's what it looks like to have someone else's back. So how does this translate into having your own back? When you have your own back, this means that you are 100% for you. In the same way that you are 100% for that other person having their back, you are 100% for you. You are 100% for your happiness. You're 100% for your success. You support your best and your highest self, and you support your growth. So I just want us to think about this. Like when you have someone else's back and think about a best friend maybe and, and how for your best friend you are, and how you talk to your best friend. You are totally showing up from a place of love and support for them. Having your own back is doing that exact same thing for you. You are also super protective of yourself. Now, I'm not talking about being defensive. I'm talking about being protective. So what does this look like when it comes to having your own back? Being protective when it comes to having your own back means that you watch what you ingest. So a good example of this is watching the evening news, right? Like I just don't watch it anymore. <laughs> I might occasionally watch an episode to kind of get caught up on the times. And I know there are a lot of people out there who feel it's very important to watch the news constantly. But I find when I watch the news constantly that that that's not it's not for information. It's because I'm like there's only so much information I need before I can make my own informed decision about what's going on in the world. I don't need to watch things be rehashed and rehashed and rehashed and rehashed again and again and again, right? So I'm very protective as to what I allow in um, with regards to 
news, media, the internet, that sort of thing. So yeah, I I would just say, be careful about what you ingest. Be protective of yourself about what you ingest. Is what you ingest bringing out your highest good or is it holding you back from your highest good? And also be protective with regards to who you're friends with, meaning don't have destructive friends. If you've got friends that are always pulling you down and are super negative and are always trying to have you justify how they're behaving by getting you involved in what they're doing, probably not the best friend to hang out with, right? I think about I think about kids in high school and peer pressure and wanting to be part of the cool crowd and how sometimes kids can get totally wrapped up in that and they cannot be protective about around who they are hanging out with. There is no discernment there for them. So they end up getting talked into all these things that they don't want to do or they know they shouldn't do because their friend is doing it. So just be aware of those things. When you have your own back, you're protective of yourself around with regards to what you digest, with regards to who you choose to spend your time with. Because who you choose to spend your time with will determine how you think about things. So do you want somebody that's going to help you grow and expand? Or do you want somebody who's going to help you, like who's going to keep you stuck? I also like to have a diverse group of friends. I don't want to be in an echo chamber 24-7. I don't want to be around people who agree with my every point of view, politically, religiously, whatever the case may be. I want to have people who are going to challenge my point of view. And these days, that's, that's kind of hard because I know a lot of people like they cancel people who they who they don't agree with and they and they're very adversarial with people they don't agree with but i choose to look at it differently i choose to look at it as i don't want to live in an echo chamber and i want to make sure that i know why i believe what i believe and i can have meaningful discussion with my friends about that and i love a diverse group of friends so that's like one of my goals so um just be aware of that protective piece like what when it when it comes to having your own back Are you 100% for you and are you protective of what you ingest, who you hang out with? Are you protective of your time? Are you holding healthy boundaries with people? Now, when I say protective, as I mentioned before, I do not mean defensive. Whenever I get that feeling of defensiveness, I try to go towards curiosity and not towards shutting down or like closing off or keeping people at bay, right? That's what I mean when I say protective. Like we've got to have those healthy boundaries in place, of course. Um, Be protective of your time as well. Like how are you spending your time? Is it how you ultimately want to spend your time? Is it for your highest good? The third part of what it looks like to have your own back is you aren't blind to your own weaknesses. This one is tough for a lot of us because we tend to be, we tend to double down on our viewpoints and we tend to double down on our blind spots whenever somebody points something out to us. But actually having your own back will cause you to grow because you aren't blind to the fact that you have errors in thinking, blind spots. You examine those errors gently and from a place of love and respect. In the same way that you point out those errors to your friend from a place of love and respect, you examine your own errors gently from a place of love and respect. You also don't make fun of yourself. And you also aren't super critical of yourself. This is a big one because we can tend to beat ourselves up, right? And I'm going to get into this that in just a minute. But like, we have to be gentle with ourselves, guys. 
Um, so having your own back looks a lot like having someone else's back, except that you're doing it for yourself. You are 100% for you. You are protective and you aren't blind to your own weaknesses. You may be wondering, but how do I have my own back? Like, what does it actually look like on a daily basis? How do I decide to have my own back? So actually having your own back starts with a decision to do so. It really is as simple as a decision. So a few years ago, actually several years ago at this point, I just decided that I was not going to talk to myself in a way that I would not talk to my best friend. I just would not do that. Like if if I wouldn't say it to my best friend, then I'm not going to say it to myself. That this doesn't mean that old thought patterns don't pop up for me or they won't pop up for you because they totally, totally do for me and they totally, totally will for you. What this does mean is that we can interrupt those thought patterns with the actual words we would tell our best friend and then tell those words to ourselves, right? It's all about how you choose to show up for yourself. Now, having your own back takes intention and it takes practice. So I'm not even perfect at this. Like I'm not, but I do know that if I make a mistake, if I fail, if I do something wrong, if I misstep, I'm totally going to have my own back. And what's fascinating about this is that, is that it actually strengthens that having my own back actually strengthens my ability to listen to my gut internally and to know when something is off. Because I know that I'm going to listen to to that voice from a place of love and not from a place of condemnation or beating myself up or trying to shut that voice down. I'm going to meet that with compassion and love and total respect for myself. And I'm going to process through whatever emotion may come up for me, including shame, including embarrassment, including frustration, including anger, like all of it. I'm going to be there for myself. I'm going to actually process through those emotions instead of trying to push them down or shove them aside or talk myself out of them. So a good litmus test there again as to whether or not you are having your own back is to ask yourself the question, am I treating myself like I would my best friend? And if you're not, ask yourself, how would I treat my best friend? And then do those things. I don't know about you guys, but my best friend and I've been, I have two really close friends here, like one's here in Denver and then one is actually living in Canada now. And my oldest girlfriend, her name is Val, who lives in Canada. Val and I have just this very open, honest, loving relationship with each other. And I can go to her and I can ask her, am I missing the mark here? And she will be like, she'll tell me yes or no, right? Like she's going to point that out to me, even if I, even if it's unsolicited, even if I didn't ask her to, she's going to be like, Annie, Annie, (laughs) but she always does it from a place of love. And I do the same thing with her. I can tell her, Hey, I think you're missing the mark here. I love you so much, but maybe like try this or think about this, think about it this way, right? It's why we have such a solid relationship. And if you have your own back, your relationship with yourself will be phenomenal. It will be phenomenal. So I think there's also this underlying belief that if you have your back, your own back, and you treat yourself gently and kindly like you would your best friend, that that means that you won't grow. 
So a lot of us have this underlying belief that if we're hard on ourselves and beat ourselves up, others won't be hard on us. But just because we're hard on ourselves won't guarantee that others won't be hard on us also. So we may as well be gentle with ourselves if everyone else is going to be hard on us, right? And then also being hard on ourselves will cause us, we also have this belief that being hard on ourselves will cause us to want to grow or change. Like I was mentioning just a minute ago, that's not actually true. The opposite is actually true. When you're hard on yourself, what really happens is you'll tend to spin out on all the ways you were wrong and all the things you should have done. And it's going to take up so much headspace that we just end up bullying, bullying ourselves and beating ourselves up. And then nothing ever actually changes because we aren't actually taking the intentional steps we need in order to actually grow. Because we're just over here distracted, spinning out on all the ways we were wrong. I just want us to, I just want us to watch those two sneaky thoughts. The underlying belief that if we are hard on ourselves, others won't be hard on us. That's why when we make a mistake at work, we self-deprecate and we write our boss and we're like, I'm so dumb, I'm so stupid, blah, 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 blah. But that doesn't mean that your executive won't circle back and be like, okay, yeah, you did make a mistake and it had these repercussions and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't mean other people won't be frustrated with you. You can't actually control other people's reactions and responses. All you can control is you, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your results. And also that, that belief that being a hard on ourselves will, co- will cause us to want to grow or change. I don't know about you guys, but even if that was true, even if being hard on myself did make me want to change, I don't want to change from that energy. I don't want to change from that place. I want to change from an abundant place. I want to change from a place that's like, Annie, this is where you are. Where do you want to go? Like, what is it that you want out of life? How, do you, how are you going to get there? Like, what is it that you want? And then go towards that instead of going away from something. When our brain tends to focus on is where it is where it lands. So even if we're focused on on beating ourselves up because we want to grow up and show because we want to grow and show up differently, we think that beating ourselves up is the way to do that. What our brain focuses on, it will go toward automatically. So if we're focused on not doing something, what is it that you think we're gonna do? If like For example, if there's cake in your office and you don't want to eat cake because you're trying to lose weight or you don't want to eat cake for whatever reason, and your focus is on don't eat the cake, Annie, don't eat the cake, Annie, don't eat the cake, Annie, and you're you're white knuckling it, your brain is going to go towards that cake, which means you're probably going to end up eating a piece of that cake, or you're going to be so exhausted at the end of the day because you've been focused on that cake the entire day instead of what would I like to eat instead? let's have some carrots or let's have some other snack that will be more that'll be more beneficial to me and my body and my goals right what is it that you want to focus on and what place do you want to grow from for me i choose to grow from a more abundant place than beating myself up okay and last but certainly not least having your back helps build confidence you will take more risks because that you know, regardless of the outcome, you are going to show up for yourself 100%. You're going to show up for yourself like you would your best friend. You're going to encourage yourself. You're going to troubleshoot where you went wrong instead of beating yourself up. You're going to focus on how to improve for next time. I love this so much because having your own back and resilience and resourcefulness, they go hand in hand, right? And all of those things build confidence, resilience, resourcefulness, like knowing that you're going to show up for yourself from a place of love, even if you make a mistake, regardless of the outcome, you're just going to show up for yourself. 
I also like this thought because oftentimes, like we don't realize this, but the worst thing that can ever happen is a feeling. So we take the risk and we fail and we have a feeling that is um, challenging for us. But that's the worst thing that can ever happen. It's feeling shame or feeling embarrassment or feeling frustration or whatever the case may be. But if you always know that you're going to allow yourself to feel that emotion, to process through it and to get up and keep going, if you know that you're committed to the end result, regardless of how you get there, regardless of, well, not regardless of how you get there, you want to get there in a good way, of course, but like regardless of the steps it will take to get there, regardless of what you know right now, your confidence will soar because you know that you have your own back. It's kind of one of those reciprocal things, right? Kind of like the failure from last week's episode where I talked about you have to strengthen your failure muscle in order (laughs) to grow confidence. Well, having your back helps build confidence as well because you know that you're going to show up for, for yourself like you would your best friend regardless of the outcome. So I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. If you please feel free to email me at annie at holeassistant.com. And also don't forget to check out my upcoming masterclass, Three Overlooked Ways to Level Up in Your Assistant Role. It's free. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. If you're an assistant or administrative professional, I'd like to invite you to join me inside the Whole Assistant Membership. In this membership, we'll be unpacking and implementing the concepts I discuss on this podcast with monthly lessons and weekly group coaching. If you want to create sustainable strategies that will help you level up while remaining free from overwhelm and burnout and learn what it looks like to own your role, use your voice and stand in your power, this membership is for you. Go to wholeassistant.com slash membership to learn more and get started.